Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Human trafficking, the illegal trade of human beings. 40 million people are enslaved, five in every 1,000 in the world. It's a real-life Sound of Freedom movie, and the Group 821 is rescuing people every single day. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish, and today we talk with Lawrence Morey, who lives in Corning, New York. His daughter Anna just left for 10 months of intense human trafficking work in the nation of Nepal with the relief groups A21 and I Thirst. And now you can take part. Let's listen in. It's hard to talk about without even getting choked up, but they can now have a place they can live where they're safe. They're safe. They have Christian people there taking care of them, helping them, training them how to make a living. So now they don't have to try to figure out how they're going to get their next meal, but they can learn how to bake bread. They can learn how to do things for themselves so they can now support themselves and support others they care about and don't get pulled into situations that are really, really difficult and bad for them. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a bird's eye view? I mean, most people have never set foot in the nation of Nepal. Most people maybe don't even know where it's at. (laughs) They know it's somewhere by India, right? Can you just kind of walk me through what it feels like to get off that plane walk into some of these villages, what you see, what you smell, what you hear, what caught you off guard. Take us there. Sure. It's pretty amazing. They're on the other side of the world. They're between India and China, basically. And they're 11 hours ahead of us in terms of time zones. When you get out of the airport, it's Kathmandu. It's a large city, but not like a city here. It's mostly dirt roads, lots of mopeds and motorcycles and bicycles and people walking, some cars, but kind of like crazy chaos. No traffic lights. People just stop and then you'll see 50 or 100 mopeds and they all kind of decide who's going to go when and where. So it's kind of crazy like that. There's parts that are very developed and you'll have some sidewalks and paved streets but for the most part it's a very undeveloped nation and then when you go to the people that really need help you're going outside of the city and you're going up mostly into the mountains to do that you're driving sometimes for hours along crazy curved roads where there's drop-offs if you go off the drop-off you're pretty much going to meet jesus (laughs) and you drive for hours and then you get to where you can't drive any further and then you walk for 45 minutes or an hour. It gets me choked up to think about it because these are people that are, they're so kind, they're so loving, they're so caring, and yet they live up in these mountains with nothing. And because they're up in the mountains, the only way they can grow their food is they take the huge hill and mountain and they make parts of it level. So you'll have maybe like a 10 foot by 20 foot section that's level and then there's a, a huge incline and then they'll make another part that's level. And so they do the best they can. They live up there, they get their water from up there, from streams, they grow their crops up there. They build their huts up there. It smells like you're out in the country. It looks like you're out in the country, but you're you're so far from everything and everyone. But it's like a very loving, kind people that were born into situations where they don't have creature comforts like we have. And that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds even like they don't have basic necessities if they don't have clean drinking water or safe places to live, that they know that they can go to bed at night and be okay. That's very scary. So out of that environment of poverty, 
of lack, of no hope, comes human trafficking. It is a way to survive. Sold for sex, taken from their homes, taken from their fields with no warning. Your organization rescues those girls and gets them on their feet. Yeah. Mary Gillis is part of the local group in upstate New York, partnering with A21 and iThirst. Mary, I want to have you talk for just a moment and tell me a little bit about what you're doing here to make a difference. Because not everybody can get on a plane and go to Kathmandu. (laughs) Right, right. When our church like found out about what was happening with human trafficking, and it's not just a global problem, it's also a problem here in our own country, here in our state, here in our little town, we knew that we had to do something, and that's when we um, got connected with the A21 Foundation, which we know works with people in all other countries, but also helps people do something locally. So something they do every single year, this year it's on October 14th, that we're doing a walk to raise awareness. So. What does this do? A lot of people locally don't think that human trafficking happens or even that it's a large problem when in reality, there are more people in slavery now than ever before in history, which is a crazy fact. And when you think about all those people affected that have been taken from families and loved ones and that are being held against their will, it makes you feel like I have to do something. So when we walk together, we're helping people know that there's a problem and see the signs of someone that is being human trafficked so that they can do something. They have phone numbers that you can call to report. But really, we're walking to raise awareness to say there is a problem and we have to, as a society, do something. Can you give me some logistics on the walk if somebody wants to take part in that? Yes, you can register on any day leading up to the walk that's happening on October 14th. You can sign up online to walk with us in Corning, New York. You'll sign up at www.a21.org slash Corning. It'll take down some of your information and you'll be set up on the email list to walk with us. But we'll be walking in downtown Corning, just about under a mile, walking down some of like the main streets so that people can see us and be aware of what's going on. Hey, under a mile sounds great. That's my kind of walk. I know. (laughs) (laughs) "Hmm, Is this a 5K? No, that's wonderful. Mary, why do you do what you do? Why is this important to you? Yeah, so... I actually, I watched the movie The Sound of Freedom, and that's when I really started diving into the logistics of what is going on with human trafficking currently. And once I started to learn some of the statistics of what was happening, I knew that I needed to do something. There's a verse in Matthew that talks about Jesus saying, if you've done it for the least of these, you've done it for me. So for me, that's where my burden comes through is saying like, I would gladly do that for Jesus, right? So when I think about other people that are forgotten, that are hungry, that are being held against their will, that are being forced to do something they don't want to do, I think, of course, I want to do this. What about you, Lawrence? I'm an engineer, a scientist. That's what I do for a living. And so I get to work with stuff. But as a believer... I know that what's most important is people. And so it breaks my heart when I find out that there are people that are being used by other people that are being trafficked. And because of the connection in Nepal and because I was there, I saw signs of it. And with my daughter being back there, you know, she's able to help. But the signs and the trafficking that really happens is so apparent. It's more apparent in other nations than in the United States. In other nations, it's kind of like they know it happens and they're not sure what to do about it. In America, it's very hidden. And so people don't even 
realize it's happening. And so just the thought that people that were created by God in His image are being used by other people, it breaks my heart. And so I know people that do the work, like what The Sound of Freedom was about, that not on the big screen, these people are really going and rescuing people and bringing them back. So we can't say their names, we can't say, you know, where they're doing what they do, but I personally know people that have done that and are doing that. And so any way that I can help, I've been a part of this walk, like you said, one mile, wow. You know, we can walk one mile. My daughter went half across the world to be there for 10 months to help. And so I'm so glad I can do something simple, like I can walk to downtown Corning and I can do a mile walk and bring awareness. It's going to be so powerful. Just imagine hundreds, maybe thousands of people in a line, all dressed in black, making a statement. And people are going to ask if they weren't aware of it and making a statement that we're standing against human trafficking. We're standing for people created in the image of God and being made to be free. It just hit me so hard that we can do something and we're doing what we can. Lawrence Morey, Mary Gillis, A21.org backslash Corning. I thirst. Go check it out. October 14th is the walk and you can take part and be part of something bigger. Thank you, Sarah. You can catch our noon features online anytime at familylife.org.